You're listening to You're listening to the to a Beer O'Clock the Beer O'Clock Show. You're listening to the Beer O'Clock Show. It's Beer O'Clock and this is the Beer O'Clock Show and this week sees the end of season six. And joining me, covered in bunting and dressed head to toe and kiss me on Irish clothes, it's Steve. Hello, Steve. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, mate. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Also joining us to see the end of the season are the Duns, Wayne and Janice from the Irish Beer Snob Podcast. Hello, guys. Hi. Hi, yeah. And from Five Minutes of Finney, it's Sarah Finney. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Thanks for joining us yet again. We've got two very nice-looking Irish beers to finish off this season of the Irish Craft Beer. We have a Revolution Red from Kelly's Mountain and Dark Arts Porter from Trouble Brewing. So we'll be getting to those in just a little bit. Stevie! (laughs) We're going to do a little review of season so far, aren't we? Yeah, let's have a little look back over over what we've been doing this season. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Damn you, normally you have the the, the beer list ready. I didn't prepare this. Okay, hang on, let me me alt-tab. I've got my two computers going, so it's all very confusing. I'm so professional. So let's go through the beers that we've had on the season so far. Some of these aren't Irish, because obviously we always mix it up, but some, most of them are. So we have, top to bottom, Galway Bays of Foam and Fury. Andy Parker came on the show and did 2D and Fruity with us. We had the Herb Beccaron, 4.8%, that salty beer thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Black IPA from Blacks of Kinsale Yarl from Fine Aeels We obviously had our fantastic homebrew special That we always love Shall I keep going or are we going to save half of this for later? Um, keep, keep going, go through the list And then let's, right. let's go back and look at the highlights <laughs> Fine We had the McCalla Siren Beer Geek Daydream White Stout That I drunk by mistake and had to get another bottle of um, Brew Rua Tickety Brew Double Bow Bristle Amber, Five Points Hook Island Red, Colonel's Export Stout London 1890 that we did last week, and this week's Kelly's Mountain Revolution Red Ale and Trouble Brewing, Trouble Brewing's Dark Art Porter. There you go. That's a lot of beer. That's a lot of beer this season, and not that's also obviously not including the Sink the Bismarck that we threw in oh, a few yeah. weeks ago as well, as, as a bit of a bonus review. Um, but that's a, been a pr- pretty impressive list this season. Yeah. So what's been your standout one from this this season, Steve? Let's start with you. Um, it'd be remiss of me not to say all of the Irish beers that we've tried have, have been fantastic. Um, they've been a real experience just, just trying um, a different range of beers from sort of like breweries that are, are new and are up and coming. Um, and we've really been exploring some of the different tastes. Um, obviously, barring the two that we, we've drunk tonight, the, the standout for me was a Foam and Fury way back at the beginning of the season. Um, an absolute stunning double IPA. Uh, outside of the Irish beers, there, there are probably two that stand out more than anything else. Um, one of them being the, the, the beer that we did on Show 100, which was a Siren Michela Daydream White Stout. Uh, and I'm very excited about the barrel-aged version of that that's coming out in a few weeks. Um, and then the other real standout beer for me was uh, the Fine Yarl. Um, mm. That was uh, probably one of the real fines of, of the season. What about yourself, mate? I would go with the Goldweb and the Yarl as well. Those are, those are top of my list, those two. 
Um, but like you're saying, all of the Irish beers we've had so far are just spot on. You know, we had some bloke kind of picked out a list for us and put it together for us. It was. <laughs> I, was say, I think he's here, isn't he? He is. He's being very, very quiet through this. <laughs> so, so this is reverence, just hard reverence. <laughs> like, that's all it is. Wayne, just just tell us how you went about putting the six beers together for us, mate. Whatever breweries gave me the most free bit now, my Well, I suppose I kind of wanted to to get as many kind of different styles from as many different breweries as possible. So that's why we had kind of no real brewer repetition. Um, obviously, I went with a couple of beers that, you know, would be the reliable choice for me that if I'm kind of, you know, passing through and I'm like thinking, you know what, I'd fancy one of those kind of, what you know, a guzzling jug kind of beer. You know, there's a few of them in there. And then obviously the likes of Foam and Fury, I thought it was important to include that because it really highlights, you know, the the potential that is in the Irish beer scene at the moment. Um, but there's also a lot of very good other beers being made. And I just tried to get a broad representation of, of as many styles and as many, and we couldn't do an Irish beer season without having a red ale and a, and a porter or stout in there either, really. And, and that's what brings us full circle to tonight, isn't it? That's why we're doubling up on these two tonight, because these are the two classic styles, aren't they, that are, are normally produced in Ireland? Yeah, well, they're, they're synonymous with Ireland. You know, the Irish red is is linked, obviously, by its name and its style, but we all know that porter and stout has been a very popular beverage in this country for over two or three centuries now. And, you know, one of the world's most popular brands of, of stout is made in Dublin, um you know some might not even call it a beer now but <laughs> it's it's you know it gives us the gives us the kind of the the i suppose the heritage in that kind of style anything else you want to ask steve before we get into the into the news buddy no let's um i, I think it's time to dive into the news mate because i'm i'm already getting a little bit thirsty and i, I know there's a beer <laughs> on the other side of the news so let's let's get into it all right here's your pips beep 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 Okay, um, there are two pieces of news this week, and and they're both pretty um, major, actually, in terms of what they are. So, um, obviously, we widely reported on last last week's show was the announcement from BrewDog, and we'll come to that in a second, because on the same day that that, that BrewDog announced their um, equity for punks for um, crowdfunding... There was a, a news article came out about the uh, a decision that was made at the ca- at cameras annual general meeting this year, um, which was widely known as Motion 15, and essentially it's saying that what what's come out of this is this conference instructs the national executive executive to investigate a labelling scheme for naturally conditioned key keg beer which would allow customers to identify which beers at the point of sale conform with the camera criteria for real ale. Now, this is essentially opening the door for key kegs to start appearing at camera real ale festivals, which is a massive move for, for camera. It's a massive step forward. Um, there's a lot of talk saying it's going to be a few years before we actually see it. Um, and obviously, this this story probably got lost in the excitement around what was going on with BrewDog. But 
it it's you can't understate it enough really that 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 motion being passed at the camera AGM was a real move forward for beer in the UK so um, if you've not come across that yet I'm sure you can search it out on the internet or if you check out Boken Bailey's blog um, which is where I got the the information from they also linked to a report by the well-known blogger Tandleman um, they're probably the two to, to read uh, about that story so that's the first one um, and then secondly, yes, the second one, Brewdog launched Equity for Punks for last week. We covered that <gasps> on the show. Yeah, it's old news now. You, you know, we, we had the exclusive last week, interview with James Watts. Go back and, and listen to that. But also today, um, Brewdog um, have sent out what's got to be the biggest news release I've ever seen from them. So deep breath here. New Brewdog bars coming in Soho, Glasgow, Leeds, Brighton. Um, Berlin, Oslo, Rome, Brussels. There's going to be a bottle dog in Edinburgh. And it would seem that they've changed their idea on the concept that was going to go into Islington, which was going to be dog eat dog. And that's now being referred to simply as brew dog angel. So they are looking at opening a shitload of new bars in, it, in the next week. But in, not, no, not week. none of them in Ireland, though. None of them in Ireland yet, <laughs> interestingly enough. No. I reckon if I get 200 equity punks, I'll have a pub outside my door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good shout, actually. I mean, out of that list, the one that, the one that most surprised me was Soho, um, because I didn't really think that London needed another brew dog. Um, but it would seem that there is another one coming. And in this news release, they're talking about it being their flagship bar. Now... Um, at the moment, there's a lot of people that consider Brewdog Shepherd's Bush to be the flagship bar. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what's going to make Soho stand out from that. Other Brewdog news as well, just quickly, um, is the additional news that's crept out last week of Punk is now available in 500ml cans. So I imagine people will be stocking up on that for the summer. And also a new beer that they're going to be releasing called Born to Die which is a terminally hoppy Imperial IPA, a beer so hopped up that it has to be drunk super fresh. Basically, what they've done is they've taken the Stone Enjoy By concept and they're releasing it in their own format called Born to Die. Um, that's the only details I've got on that at the moment, so not sure when those beers are going to be available. Um, and then just obviously the only other news is Equity for Punks 4. <laughs> the only referral code you need is R311979. Thank you very much. And that's the last you're going to hear of equity for punks on this podcast. You can put my code in the show notes as well, Mark. <laughs> no, you can leave that out. Um, so that's all the news I've got. I just wondered if there's any news from the other side of the pond, chaps. There's always news over here. We'll Let's have it then. Let's have the Irish news. Uh, Galway Bay Brewery have opened a new bar in Dublin called the Beer Market. Um, it's at Dublin Beer on Twitter is the is the Twitter handle, but it's a very different concept to what they've currently got. Um, the idea being it's all limited edition and one-off beers on draft um, and a range of, of, of rare bottles as well. Um, very few of their own products actually on draft. I think in there at the moment, they only have one Galway Bay product on draft and that's 200 Fathoms. And the rest, and there's 20 taps or so, sorry, you were in there the other night. Um, that are all different beers from all over the world and I was talking to Andy, their general manager today um, and he was saying that they, they're hoping to have some Ballast Point and some Stone beers in there very shortly um, but it's a very different departure there's maybe only four lines of be pints and the rest will all be maybe two thirds, halves or thirds depending on the ABV 
but it's something very different and it's only beer there's no whiskey or spirits or anything like that as far as i know uh, so you'll be taking me there in september when i visit again definitely, definitely. <laughs> excellent <laughs> uh, um, in terms of other news um not a huge amount really it's it's kind of that it's that calm before the storm at the minute i think there's a it's going to hit festival season now in june bank holiday weekend and there'll be pretty much regular beer festivals or craft beer events over the over the summer months because it's a very popular time of year for it but at the moment there just seems to be um a few kind of people holding their breath waiting to kind of unleash some some news over the next couple of weeks okay and people can keep an eye on your twitter feed for up to the minute irish news can't they I can, of course. Those that are interested at irishbeersnob.com uh, on Twitter, yeah. Very good. Shall we get into this beer? Please. Please let's, let's get into this beer. What one are we doing first? We're going to do the Revolution Red first. Woo! <laughs> Janice, don't tell me this is one of your favourite beers ever. No. Oh. <laughs> it's up there. I like it. So, it seems as though every time we've had you on, it's this is my favourite beer ever. Janice is the girl who cried wolf. Blue <laughs> is my favourite. So this is the Revolution Irish Crafted Red Ale from Kelly's Mountain Brew. It is a 4.8% ABV Irish Red. Oh, it's oh. got a wonderful fruity aroma to it. So a little bit of story about um, Kelly's Mountain Brew. Uh, Ronan and Jackie are the, the two owners uh, behind the company Ronan is a qualified engineer and he designed the brewery from scratch himself uh, using his engineering expertise he picked up in the Middle East out in Dubai and the Emirates um, came back he's from Donegal originally up in the northwest of Ireland and his, the original intention was to have the brewery up in Donegal that's why it's called Kelly's Mountain Brew but they're based in Kildare which is one of the flattest counties in Ireland <laughs> so they decided to take the name anyway. So um, it's uh, it, it, it's good, like in the sense of it's a bit of fun as well because like Kildare is probably low sea level and very flat. So um, yeah, it's a bit of bit of fun in that regard. It would be interesting to see if anybody would ever challenge that brewery as not being a craft brewery. Then the guy has designed and built it from scratch. <laughs> yeah. You can't get a greater definition of craft than that, can you? Really. Yeah, like it, it's it's really it, using his expertise, and the, he has a brewer in there working for him who has decades of experience as well. So it, it, it's kind of you know playing to his strengths in that regard. Where you know you see you probably see a lot over there. There's a lot of people working on cobbled Franken kits in terms of you know they started out with one, but over the years there'll be things added and you know fabricated in that weren't necessarily in the original design so it's really it's really interesting to see but like Jackie and Ronan are two lovely people and uh, you know that this is the second beer they released um, the first one was a pale ale called Justice and then they've also got a sweet porter called Revenge um, but that aroma is beautifully fruity and you can kind of get the malt biscuit through it as well yeah it's 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 like um, it's like a dark fruit cheesecake almost that that you're getting from that it's got real dark fruity flavors to it and like you say it's got that biscuity-ness in the background but then there's just a hint of something else a little bit of vanilla in there as well and it's um it's certainly a very inviting beer in terms of the aroma well let's tuck in let's, let's get into do it. it cheers guys slancher slancher 
there's a lightness to it as well what I like it's not a very heavy red ale it's not, it's, but it's also very rich I find it like a rich malty red I don't know kind of reminds me of them Cadbury's Tiffin bars do you remember them yes yes you know the kind yeah. of the kind of bit of biscuity bits and raisins never, and stuff. Never had one. What, what's the equivalent yeah. picnic? Is it picnic bars? Well, you can still get you can still get chocolate tiffins, which are which is essentially milk this chocolate really raisins Yorkie and biscuit. Yorkie for Ben. <laughs> yeah. Is it's the same thing. <laughs> it is. It's it's got a lovely taste to it. All those flavors are in there. I'm I'm getting a slight smokiness off of mine as well. Um, just just hints of it, but it's certainly not taken yeah, away from certainly not taken away from all those sweet sweet flavors that are going on in there. Interesting kind of fact about the label. Um, I remember when Ronan brought the beer out, he gave me a couple of bottles to to kind of see what I thought, and he said to me, "There's a code on the back." Yeah, what is that? Look around the back. At the time, he told me that that code is a cipher. And if I could work it out, it would tell me the name of their next beer. Obviously, I'm not a cryptologist, so I have no fucking idea. Well, it's something <laughs> with, like, male. Is that male or female? The male is revenge. Yeah, but, like, again, each group of characters will make a, word, a letter. So does that have the same... Has that got a different code on the bottle of revenge, then, I wonder? I don't know. It's a simple answer there. But it's definitely... <laughs> It, I remember him telling me, and I was like, well, how are you meant to kind of work that out? And interestingly enough, another Irish brewer there recently um, released a beer, a Cumbrian dark ale called, was it Sneaky Owl? Sneaky Owl. And he has a code on the label that was written using an Enigma machine thingy. And oh, yeah. His prize for anyone who actually figures out how to, what it actually, what it actually says what he's written on the back of the, on, on all through the label is a full day brewing in the brew house with the brewer and obviously getting to bring home the beer they brew. Wow. Um, wow. Well, it's, it's like, I think he's doing it in, in the summertime, but I thought like it's a great prize, but he, he said like, you'll be weeks trying to figure out what this is. So it's just something a bit different. Phil always does something a bit kooky in terms of his, yeah, okay. in terms of his branding and stuff, which is really good. But this is like, we, we all kind of know that my, my, Red Ale is my Marmite, mm -hmm. but this is like one of the few that I would kind of consider paying for with my own money. I wouldn't normally drink Red Ales. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I actually really enjoy I got a badge! <laughs> Mark's, Mark's checking in his beers live. Got a badge! Luck of, of the Irish level two. I feel like there's almost deep cherry in this. Well, another thing about... Um, about Kelly's Mountain Brew is that they were actually one of the first uh, brewers that we had involved in our very first mini beer festival last year in Navan. Yeah. And so hopefully we're hoping they might be interested in doing another one this year with us. Yeah, fingers crossed. And that's when we got to really know um, Ronan and Jackie. Yeah. That, out, of, out of any brewer, um, Jackie is the best party piece out of any of the lot of them. She actually used to perform, She actually used to be a singer in her previous life, and she actually started singing by playing guitar and singing with the musicians that were there on the day. It was actually really good. Um, it was great when those kind of things happen. It was just like, "What's Tracky doing? <laughs> singing? What?" But yeah, it's really, really good. Like they're two great people, and um, you know, I'm delighted for them that it's going well. Uh, really big fan of Revolution. 
Um, as I said, Red Ale would be my kind of Marmite style, but I really enjoy that. It's, it's light enough and has enough going on to keep me interested as well. So what, what else have they got in their range? So they've, they've got the red. Is, is that it, or have they got a range of core beers? They have, is it a pale ale called Justin? They have a pale ale and they have a ruby porter as well. And I've, yeah. I haven't had the pale, but I've had the porter and it's quite good. Oh, as well. the pale is gorgeous. I'll have to try that. Yeah, yeah. Without, without sounding like I'm denigrating the pale ale, it's very much an, it's an introduction to craft beer beer, yeah. if that makes sense. It not, it's not going to frighten your Heineken and Budweiser drinkers into an early grave. It, it'll kind of, you know, it has enough flavour to step up but it's a proper beer as well in, in that sense. Oh, you got one too. Jesus. Yeah, I think they... They're, uh, not very, they're not in very many places. I actually had to go get this in a in a fresh mm, food, like fresh market or whatever the fuck that grocery store is. They probably handle <laughs> a lot of the accounts themselves, and I think they're distributed through Barry and Fitzwilliam as well. Yeah. Um, we got ours in O'Brien's. We, yeah, no, we got ours in Rodney's and Trim. Rodney's and Trim, yeah. yeah. So, excuse my really poor Irish geography. Whereabouts is County Kildare? Is it Kildare? It's below the county we live in, and it's next to Dublin also. Yeah, so it's like 30 pretty... miles west of us. Okay, but it's difficult to find their stuff in Dublin, though. I don't know. Yeah, like, it's it's a bit, like, obviously it's not a big operation. Yeah. Um, and they are in a few of the local supermarkets, so I'd imagine they get a fair amount of their production and the local area actually supports them quite strongly they're in a number of pubs in clane where they're based um but as well i think they handle a lot of the distribution themselves so it's kind of like hard when it's a two-man operation to get everywhere True. Well. yeah have you beat janice iron so have you beat oh no i'm luck of the irish level 47 <laughs> Fucking hell! Wow, that's that's some impressive tapping in there. Oh my god! Thanks, Sarah, for just dashing my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll for you, Sarah. Yeah. That's like it's like two hundred and something different Irish beers, isn't it? Jesus. That's a that's a lot of Irish beer. You gotta try a lot of beer. <laughs> <laughs> right. What? Guys are the same with England. <laughs> Um, this is a very nice like you guys have been saying it's a really nice red this one I like the fact that like this sounds odd but like a lot of um, because a lot of Irish like reds I find because the the diacetol or whatever it is tastes like butter if if anybody's ever gotten that off of a red no (laughs) Um, no I've gotten like the taste of butter off of a red before. This one doesn't actually have the taste of butter off of it. <laughs> what am I thinking the taste of butter off of? What, what red ale did you have that tasted like butter, Sarah? I'm not going to say. <laughs> I'll be diplomatic. Does it begin with an M? <laughs> I'm not sure what you're, yeah, I don't know. Ah, you're not fun. <laughs> but um, I think... <laughs> We're just munching away here on some bread that Janice baked. Yeah, I can tell that. You're making me hungry. So <laughs> we'll be getting to that in a little bit. Um, Steve, what do you th- what do you think of this Revolution Red, mate? I'm 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 really enjoying it, mate. I'm 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 enjoying the sweet flavours that are in there. They're they're carrying right through until the end. 
there, there is a, a slight as it's getting towards the end of the, the the bottle there's a slight syrupiness a stickiness to it but it's not in an unpleasant way it, it just it almost amplifies those flavors even more um f- for me this is just a another really great example of a really well brewed beer yeah when i first started drinking it i my head filled with that lovely hop aroma and it's a really sweet malty biscuitness with slight touch of dark fruits it's kind of weakening off now as i'm getting to the end of it but you know that's to be expected really once i say it a little bit it's a nice glass. But yeah, like Sarah said, it's it's a nice glass. Nice <laughs> glass of beer. I think it's Oh, you said my glass is a nice glass. <laughs> yeah, oh, I see. See, now I can't even see what's going on <laughs> and, and I knew what she meant there, mate. Oh. It's <laughs> only a... glass. Well, thank you. It's my yeah. Teku glass. I think I think the it, the difference between this and Rua is quite interesting. Like the two breweries that are probably twenty five miles apart and they both have very different interpretations of an Irish red ale style. Um, like obviously Kelly's is leaning more on the traditional side where the lads in brew have kinda jazzed it up a bit with a bit more hop forwardness, um, a bit more hop aroma as well. So it's just interesting to see the kind of different take on the style. The the one thing I've found with all the beers that, that you've recommended this season, Wayne, are are their drinkability. They that they're so easy to drink. They're they're what I call guzzlers. They're, they're they're beers that you can just that first pint is is gone within within a few minutes because it's just they're so easy. They're so light. They're so flavoursome. None of them have been hard work, and and that's the thing that I've enjoyed most about doing them this season is is they've just all been a real pleasure to drink. Yeah, agreed. We're so good. Mine's gone. <laughs> that's steve's line i was gonna say yeah everyone's having my lines tonight you might as well just sit back and be a passenger steve we're yeah. taking over well, once once i can get you all spouting my referral code the, the, the job's done <laughs> not gonna yeah, happen man. not gonna happen <laughs> oh one two three shut the fuck up not, not Mark, use my referral yeah, if you pay code. for my in then you, i'll use your referral code <laughs> No, that's not going to happen. Is it not a draft anywhere? Um, no. Not in Dublin. Uh, in, in locality in Clane, he's on draft in a couple of places. Maybe at our festival there when you come down to it. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> is, is there a cask version of this? Because I imagine a cask version would be cask absolutely outstanding. I'm not sure. I've not seen a cask version of it. Um, next time I'm talking to Ronan, I can ask him. I've never seen them do cask anything, actually. Very few Irish breweries do cask. Oh, is, is there not much demand for it? There's not really, no. not really over here. It's it's a niche within a niche, I suppose, in the sense of it would be cask would be very popular in areas where there's they get a lot of kind of tourists from the UK. Um, like it's particularly a Dublin. Huh? So <laughs> <a> Dublin then? <laughs> not really. No. Um, Dublin Dublin has a fair few cask engines in it, but like, you know, you saw it yourself in Brewdock. There's two there. I suppose El Mulgan Grosser would probably have maybe five or six cast engines in there. But again, I think one of the biggest pr- troubles facing cask in Ireland is the lack of kind of cask mark, mark accreditation. Um, the only pubs over here that would be cask mark accredited would be Weatherspoons um, at the moment. Now, obviously, you know, the standard of cask, unfortunately, can be very variable in Ireland, which is 
you know, like there's there's nothing worse than putting someone off if you give them a bad pint of a cask beer because it's it's a different experience in itself. And I think a lot a lot a lot of brewers would not do cask, but I do know one or two breweries that regularly do cask. Trouble Brewing regularly have cask offerings of dark arts and their other pale ales, and you know, there's there, there may be. Maybe, I don't know, between five and ten, Sarah, would you say, that do regular cask beer in Ireland at the moment? Yeah, there are. And I think, it, I think it depends where you put them in, too. Like, I know, you know, obviously all the Galway Bay pubs have, I think they all have probably two cask tap, you know, two cask taps, I don't know what you would call them. But anyhow, like, two specific in their brews, pubs um, there, so... If you have somewhere you can actually trust to do cask correctly and take the cask off when it should be taken off, and you can trust them to actually have a fresh keg on and it'll be fine, that's fine. But like, if you're putting it in somewhere else where you're not sure if they're going to do what they should do and they might be serving a bad beer, then I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. But I, I agree with Steve. This I think this would sing in cask. No, I think it'd be really good in cask, but... You know, it's finding a place to put it in and having the demand for it too. I mean, there's not as much demand for cask here, and that's the thing. So, yeah. Is everyone ready to get on to the next beer? Yes. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, our second beer is from Trouble, Trouble Brewing. It is the Dark Arts Porter. It's a 4.4% porter. The last time I actually had this was when I was in my phase where I didn't like stout and porters. So, yeah, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> okay, so why did you recommend this one, Wayne? Because it was one of the first Irish craft porters I tried. Um, and it's just something that I, if I ever see it on draft somewhere and they've ever, if they've got a paw range or there's not anything else that's grabbing my fancy, I'll always pump for it because it's so reliable. Yeah, it's, I mean, this used to be my go-to porter, to be honest. Yeah. When it first came out, like, it's this really is in a lot of different places. They had, um, they had to go through, they had it everywhere, and it used to be my go-to porter. Well, we'll get into the, 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 the flavor compound or flavor profiles in it that make it more drinkable for me. But yeah, it's, I'd echo what Sarah says. It was, it was very widely available. Like Trouble Brewing would be maybe about five years old now. And, you know, they'd kind of be seen as the old guard, as mad as that sounds, because they're five years in existence. But they, they've, they've always had a core range of uh, a golden ale, um, the, the porter, and then uh, an IPA as well. And they've always had the core, but they also have done some absolutely insane experimentation over the last year or so since they got a new brewer in. And, you know, they've actually recently produced Ireland's first triple IPA called Hot Priority, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Hoping to try that tomorrow evening if it's on in um, in one of the pubs we're going to. But That's very good, yeah. It's, it's meant to be exceptional. Um a risk in terms of what it is for an Irish brewery. Yeah, but they have the right, like they have the ability to try risky beers now, like since they've been around for so long, you know. Yeah. Right, let's get into it, guys. Slauncher number two. Slauncher <laughs> again. Oh. Yes. Well it's got. 
it's got a lovely aroma on it. It's um, that there's just so many hints, hints of flavors in there, just just on the aroma. There's you know there's a little bit of coffee, a little bit of pine. You can certainly get the hops, a little bit of caramel in the background. It's um, it really invites you in. To get a bit of milk chocolate in there. Yeah, it's definitely quite roasty on the nose. And I always love the labeling. <laughs> with the voodoo doll. I must have come a long way with my stats and porters because I actually like this now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Never lets you down. It's it again it, one of the things that actually drew me to it in the first first time was actually the label. Yeah, the label was amazing. The label was very distinct and they had a, a series of bottles last year where they had a kind of more fancy clean edge lined labeling and I'm like why did you change the other labeling was so good hated it but they've kept the car range thankfully that really identifiable from a mile away that's a dark ass Porter by Trouble Brewing yeah it's very distinctive branding yeah I have to say it goes so well with a lump of blue cheese have, have you moved on to the cheese now cheese. Well, yeah. are you carrying it with cheese now yeah have, have you have you prepared like a, a, a four course beer and food? <laughs> no, I literally just ran to the fridge and uh, grabbed a lump of cheese. I think I think I think your puppy wants some cheese as well. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lovely porter. It does. It's not as oily as some porters are. It kind of breaks apart on the tongue really nicely. It's nice and smooth. It has a, like a, a milky smoothness from mm. it. It's quite viscous as well. It's not. It's not it's got a little bit of a dry finish to it, yeah. um, which again is, is is very well balanced. It's not unpleasant. Um, very much goes with the beer. Yeah, it doesn't linger like a lot of porters do. You you get some porters that kind of they're living on your tongue for a little while, but this one just breaks off and you're ready for the next mouthful. Yeah. About a year ago, I have I would have poured that down the drain. Oh. Down the drain. Giving it to me. I know, I know, but like, look how far I've come though with Stouts and Porters. I'm actually enjoying it, and that I've never been able to really say that. Oh look, look what he's done. done. Give them to me. He's done. He's doing another blend right now. <laughs> What's he blending? He's blending Revolution with Dark Art. Well, that's because of what's his face did it earlier. Yeah, that's because he stole our idea from the last one. Who did it earlier? Son of a gun. So, son of a gun in a in a bid to win this week's <laughs> yeah. great big box of nothing. He, he he's gone all out for for the prize this prize this week. He, he originally got the idea from us, Sarah. God loves a trier. <laughs> Good old son of a Gervin. I don't know what it is at the moment. I found myself in this past week absolutely craving cold porters. And I, I, I think it's because we've we've hit a little bit of a warm spell. It, it's not overly warm, and I'm still just wanting something that's going to have loads of taste in it. But there's cold as well, and and literally I've just been searching out cold porters this last week. You can't really go wrong with a nice cold porter, though. No. And you know we've had some smashing ones in the last six months or so. I think. Oh, stop! <laughs> <laughs> I just keep going back to older do, you know, and all of these lovely. Old engine oil and all that kind of stuff. Not not older dub or whatever the <laughs> it's... the harvesting beers. Yeah, older dub. It's not older do. Older do. 
It's all a do. I could drink a cold stout. It's Scots Gaelic and Irish Gaelic not extremely similar, no? I like do though. It sounds good. I, I think they. I, I think they must be and. This is something that's interested me actually because when when I was over, you guys were referring to it as dove, and I was like, no, it's two. Um, and and I just wonder whether that's you know just just the difference in dialect between Scotland and Ireland, possibly. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, because Dublin is is the translation from the word dove for black and then Lynn for rock. So. Dublin, Dublin's traditional name is Black Rock, but because we were occupied by English forces for so long, they just changed the name to Dublin. Yeah. yeah. I got a badge, everyone. Live, oh, live oh, badge in. <laughs> luck, luck of the Irish, level seven. Oh, yeah. amateur. Amateur. <laughs> by the time you leave next next time you're over, Steve, you'll be up to at least level fifteen or sixteen. Oh, all the Irish. People. The intention. <laughs> yeah, have to fix that uh, next time you're over. Yeah, I, I did a I did a blend again of um, of the dark arts and revolution after the last time I did a live blend. Kind of doesn't really work as well as I thought it would. I can't yeah, see. I, it at all. I I really can't. I'm just giving it the thumbs down. The flavors are too distinct in each beer. Yeah. 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 Nothing. There's not enough commonality between the two to kind of blend it. What did I blend the last time? Dovrua. Oh yeah, Drua. Oh Drua. I well, I, 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 I did the um, I did the <laughs> Drew Dog IPA is Dead series at the weekend, and I followed in the footsteps of Chris Hall, who we had on last week, and I saved uh, a measure of each of the beers and and, and blended them to, together to make a fifth IPA is Dead blend, yeah. and worked but it didn't it, it was like every sip i had seemed to bring through one of the beers in a different way but at the same time clearly it had no respect for the brewing process or the art of balancing hops in the right quantities at the right time um and yeah it was an interesting experiment that one mm -hmm. I agree. different i don't know i don't think they could be blended together to make a good beer I think the thing is as well, though, that some of the hops they use, you wouldn't normally use them as bittering in that sense. But I do, I do agree with what Chris was saying that I think for the IPA's dead pack, they should do like the four, pick the four hops, or even pick three hops if they want to keep it as a four pack, and then do a blended version, like an actual proper, using them in the right space yeah. as a full-on blend and no, have that. Like, kind of cool, yeah. You know that that would be really good. Like I, I think the question about our single hop beers still interesting i think they are hugely interesting particularly when it comes to new hops that you you know even your most adventurous home brewer might not get anywhere near so but i do agree that they probably should do a a kind of master bottle that says this is a blend of all the hops we've kind of picked for this series and even if they didn't necessarily release it in the ipa's dead pack they could you know do it as do it as a special one-off like in the same way that they've done the convalescent drink and you know that one that they're bringing out now as well um but yeah no it's you know some great irish beers out there at the moment i think trouble brewing have some re they have an amazing sessionable pale ale called graffiti um it is ridiculously full of flavor and it's under four percent in alcohol and it's a summer Sounds beer good. they're bringing it back for the summer so again it's it's amazing like 
I don't know what it's like in the UK actually. This is a bit of a bugbear of mine. Recently, in particular, there seems to be a national media kind of slant towards implying that if you drink craft beer, that you're going to get more sozzled or you'll be ingesting more alcohol because they hide the true level of ABV on the beer. Is there a similar kind of commentary on beer in the in the UK, or is it just over here where obviously Diageo and Heineken have all the the reporters in their pockets? You know. It, it's come up a couple of times in a couple of articles recently, and it's very, been very much debunked very, very quickly by some of the real beer journalists that have, that have just said it's just lazy journalism. Yeah, because right, there, there was an article I read recently, and one of the sweeping generalizations was if you drank a pint of Foam and Fury, you'd be drinking twice the alcohol of a pint of Heineken. No shit, really? It's 8.5%. Of course I'm going to be drinking twice the the alcohol of a pint of Heineken. I know this. I'm buying Foam and Fury, but nowhere sells it in pints. You're also not going to drink it as fast as you would a Heineken because people like that are just pounding it to get drunk. Yeah, exactly. Just broad general statements which suck at the end of the day. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I know. It's like one so of those bit of moments that really grinds my gears. You know, like kind yeah. of way. <laughs> so, uh, so end us the rant. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie, how are you finding this porter, buddy? Really enjoyable. Um, it's again just incredibly well balanced. The flavours in there work so well together. There's no one flavour that's overpowering. Um, there's, there's there's chocolate, there's coffee, there's caramel, there's pine. It, it's all in there and it's all balancing out. Um, it's got a lovely smooth, dry finish to it. Um, yeah, it's really it's really tickling my porter taste buds at the moment. <laughs> Me too. It's nice to have a porter that doesn't linger around. It just kind of get... your mouth is ready for the next for the next drop when you're ready. It... Yeah. I think what I what I like about it, I think it has a lot of similarities in flavour to a milk stout. For me personally, it's, it's yeah. very similar to Buried at Sea, say by Galway Bay. But it doesn't have that kind of cloying sweetness you can get in a milk stout sometimes. Mm-hmm. Where like you might drink, you could I could probably in the deep depths of winter I could definitely go on a session drinking dark arts. But I could probably only drink maybe two or three pints of Buried at Sea before I'd be like, God, I need something to freshen up my palate. <laughs> uh, but that's that's just me, you know. That's just the kind of like, you know, I lean more on the savoury side of things anyway, but. I just think it, it it mimics a lot of the characteristics of a milk stout, but it's not, it doesn't have the kind of lactic sweetness you can get from the lactose because there's no lactose in this. This is all down to the grains and down to the the brewing technique. So, Stevie, Ooh. Mark, while we're finishing up our porter, should we have a little look forward to what's coming up next season and before then? Yes, yeah, we mentioned um, season seven. Was, did we mention it last week or the week before? Um, just just to give people a bit of a preview as to what's coming up. Um, we are taking a week off uh, after this week. We're giving ourselves a week break, and then we're going to be straight back with, with season seven. Um, we're doing beers from across the six nations um as in the rugby six nations so we're gonna we're, we're gonna be dipping into ireland again we're gonna be um into scotland wales england uh italy and france um in addition to that we're going to be drinking um the beer that's being brewed for beer day britain 
to, to celebrate that and we'll be having uh, another homebrew show coming up and i think the homebrewers um as we seem to be finding season on sea and season are pushing the boundaries every time and what the guys are, are putting forward for the next homebrew show could literally change the way that we do we, we think about homebrew <laughs> seriously there, there are some great suggestions in this it's going to be a it's a fairly short season it's only about eight episodes um and then we're going to go into a run of uh, of some summer specials that we've got planned in addition to that and, and and all around that and something that we've not mentioned on the show yet we've got the next locking coming up on on saturday the 16th of may supported by camden town ihl um wayne and janice will be back and joining us for for that as well as will a number of other beer geeks from across twitter if you haven't seen one of our lock-ins before you know the format we'll do a serious beer review for about 20 minutes and 20 then seconds race, and then it's a race to see who can get pissed first and who can bring out the most craft beer in the time so that's coming up on saturday the 16th of may once this season finishes we'll start tweeting the link to to where you can go to find it and watch it so yeah we've got lots coming up mate yeah, I was, I was telling the missus tonight that you know I've got a month break now, but I just <laughs> completely forgot we've only got a week off. Yeah, normally oh. we have a month, but yeah, we've only got a week because <laughs> again, I think we've mentioned our holidays didn't exactly coordinate this year, no. so we've we've had to work around that. But what what we are going to have is we're going to have an eight week season, and then what we're going to put do is we're going to put out three or four summer specials that will be out every other week during the summer. So you won't ever be too far away from your nearest <laughs> dose of the beer clock show, <laughs> as it should be, as it should be. Right, we have a little return of a segment that we introduced a few weeks ago. Let's cue some music. Craft Baker, and this week it isn't Steve, it's Mrs. Dunn. Who's, she's gone and done some baking. Yes, I did. I went and, again, I used the Slauncher book. And I made a white bread loaf using double Gloucester cheese and Revolution. Oh, that sounds amazing. Uh, oh, it is. <laughs> Beautiful. And I actually, I've made, this is probably my third time to make this, actually. And it's actually turned out to be the best one, I think. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, I didn't, I followed the recipe, but I kind of... Um, changed it a little bit because like, I went for the double Gloucester cheese this time instead of just a normal cheddar cheese mm. um, but I made it before with chives in it as well, yeah with chives as well and then I made it before when we had our brew day with um, Rye River in Kilcock a few weeks ago and I used uh, cheddar cheese and I actually I didn't have chives and I couldn't find chives anywhere so I actually used spring onion and that still worked that was okay but They're all part of the onion family. But this, but this... <laughs> <laughs> they are. Um, but this time it's it, it's actually it's re it's really worked and it's really really nice. Yeah, a lovely crunchy crust on it, and it'd be really nice with a a nice soup. Yeah. You know, that kind of way, really good. Actually, Mark, send send me your address separately. I have a copy of Slanger to send over to you. Oh, thank you very much. Aren't you kind? I take everything back that I've ever said about you, Wayne. <laughs> At least on air, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right, so that's our craft baker for this week. This is done cooking bread with beer. 
<laughs> that that feature might return in season seven. It depends on whether I can pull my finger out and bake anything else. And you can slurp up my ear holes again when you eat them. Are the beers for season seven top secret at this stage still? Are um, the the list will be going live. Um, this, 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 as you're listening to this on Friday, the list will go live next Friday. They're not top secret. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head what they are. So I, I'll quickly rattle through the ones that I can remember. We're, we're going to launch the season, um, so we're going to carry straight on with the Irish theme, White Wayne. We're going to we're going to launch with the Eight Degrees Polar Vortex oh, IPA, yeah. um, oh, and yeah. that's where I begin to struggle to remember what the rest <laughs> of them are. We are doing a. Uh, Angelus by a French brewery. Um, we're doing a Krakatoa by an Italian brewery. All these details will be up on the website. Um, we are hopefully going to be doing the Wayan Brewery Pamplemousse, which is a, a parallel from Wales, which is quite a renowned parallel. Um, that's that's one that we're looking forward to. We are doing um, Broadside from from adnams a good traditional strong english beer um we've obviously got the homebrew show we've got the beer day britain beer we are hoping to feature the brew dog 2015 mash tag as the represent representative from scotland i think that's all of the the, the, the home countries um the full list with all the details uh will be on the website um a week today so that's friday the 7th 8th of may in the slot where we normally tweet the hell out of the there's a new show there'll be a here's the new beer list instead <laughs> well done well done you remembered it all steve just about <laughs> right do we have um an instagram of the week mate that son of a gun hasn't won we, we do. It's been a very sought-after competition this week, um, following following on from last week when I announced that there were two people that had, that had won it three times each um, so far this season. That Son of a Gun and Fantastic Film have both won it three times this, this season. So there's been a hot and hard competition for this week's great big final box of nothing. Um <laughs> <laughs> there are it's it's been almost really difficult to 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 split them but i'm going to go with one that literally caught my eye last monday night after we finished recording which is normally where i start the new competition so before i get to that honorable mentions this week i've got to mention son of a gun because he he went balls out he tried to tried to win it by going with the two beers that we're drinking tonight beautiful picture as always but not quite, didn't quite do it for me. Um, the second honourable mention is Plim Sean, who tweeted a picture of uh, Siren's love of work, and it was just a really nice picture, really well balanced. Again, didn't quite do it. So this week's winner, and the first time he's won it this season, he's he's he's, well, he's a previous winner, but it's good old Sparky Wright is, is hey! back on form this week with a stunning <laughs> black and white image of Brewdog's Tesco's finest double American IPA. Um, that's up, up on our Instagram feed. It's linked to in the show notes. Please keep sending in your pictures while we're off air for the one week. We'll still be looking at them and, and enjoying those pictures. Use the hashtag cheers, guys, and we'll make sure we pick them up. Well done, Sparky. I'm just loading up Instagram so I can get a look at that. <laughs> are we doing a highlights of the Irish beer season or is are, are we kind of on the way to wrapping up now no let's do a highlight segue perfect segue 
Yeah. Mark <laughs> and Steve. <laughs> what was your highlight of the Irish Bay season? And Steve, if you say Foam and Fury, that's really predictable. Well, it's, uh, well yeah, it's the Foam and Fury <laughs> for, for me. Uh, I mean, all of the beers have been incredible. Let, let, let me say that they've, they, they, I, I said that earlier on in the show they've been really flavoursome, they've been really well balanced they've been really enjoyable I do like my flavours to smack me in the face though and, and the only one that's really done that for me was a Foam and Fury now yes I'm probably a little bit biased because I've had it a few times now um, but for, for me it was just, I don't know if it was so much a highlight drinking it the highlight was more being able to share it with our listeners and and also knowing that quite a few of our listeners managed to get hold of bottles of it thanks to to the deal that you set up with drink store wayne so for, for me it was more about bringing the beer to the uk public and allowing them to taste it as well mark i know you're not a huge fan of the mad hoppy stuff but what was your highlight of the uh, the beer clock season six beer list? I don't mind mad hoppy stuff as long as they do it properly. <laughs> huh? I don't mind mad hoppy stuff as long as they do it properly. That's true. Um, I, apart from Foam and Fury, I really liked the the Black IPA from Blacks. That was super tasty. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the Irish beers this season have been spot on. I mean, obviously, you had a lot to work with, and you picked out ones that you thought were really good representations of what's available. Or what, the, or what the scene is producing but I mean it's, it's hard to pick them out of the Irish ones but Black's that's one that I remember is on the night thinking you know this could hold its own amongst anything that's being put out amongst Black IPAs over here yeah Sam is a very talented brewer a really talented brewer and he also he's not afraid to try new stuff as well like he in collaboration with an Irish cider producer for last year's RDS Beer Festival, he made a hot cider that was 19%. <laughs> Jeez, goodness 16%, me. 16%, not 90%. How much? 16%, not 19%. Sorry. It's oh. still up there, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's quite reasonable, then. It's still yeah. up there, it's still up there. Yeah, what's, what's 3% actually, once you start getting into the late double figures? What's 3% and between so friends? Well is now going to be um, bottling that. They're bottling that now. Uh, no. Yeah, they're bottling it, and they're going to be putting wax tops on it and everything, and going to be selling it. So, yes. wow, soon. that's proper wanker that is. Wax oh, tops. Yeah. <laughs> they want to make it all special and stuff. Like you're buying a sixteen percent cider. So. Exactly. Yeah, Steve. I know I sent you over a couple of bottles of, of uh, two hundred fathoms. Did you actually drink one yet? And are you selling one, or did you sell them both? No, I've I've got one. Mark's got one. We've we've tucked those away. Um, we're gonna pull those out towards the end of season eight, so that will just be in the run up until Christmas. Um, and we'll we'll put the invite out to to your good selves now to to come back on that show with, with us towards the tail end of season eight, where we do the the the, the grand opening of the two hundred fathoms. I was going to do mine on the lock-in, but I was told I wasn't allowed to. I was going to no, do... you, you stop drinking oh. the show beers, <laughs> not I, on the show. I was going to do it in I one. You though, huh? <laughs> the, the chances of, like, if he does mistakenly do it, the chances of picking up a bottle of Junior Fathoms <laughs> now, I might have to agree to sell my first barn to Satan. No, I ha there's actually a store near me that has, still has 200 Fathoms. Well, there you go. Fine. 
Yeah. Go okay. and buy them all, just in case Mark <laughs> relapses. Eight, eight bottles of my fucking. <laughs> eight bottles. Well, well, Sarah, Mark, Sarah, will look after you if you want to drink that one on the. All right. Hey, the lock in. Yeah. Sarah will ship one over to you. Thanks, mate. Ship <laughs> you one. But... <laughs> um, but I must say, guys, it's been a real pleasure to help with season six. Like, uh, um, it was a bit of a difficult process picking the six beers, but delighted to. And all the brewers I've spoke to since have listened back to the podcast where we've where you've reviewed the beers with them. They're all delighted with the extra coverage, um, and it's great to kind of get the story out there that there is good things, great things happening in the Irish beer scene. And you know, like we might be a tiny beer market over here, but at the same time, there is a lot of good things going on. And it's great to be helping to get that message out as well. All we need is an easier way to get beers back and forth because it's ridiculous that it's so difficult to get Irish beers when we've just got that little little piece of water between us. It, it is actually too like and the, the amount of money you have to spend to like ship over from like yeah. one place to another if you're not in the uk and the uk is up north so what why <laughs> yes. i don't even understand like why is that so hard I well i know brewdog charge extra for shipping to northern ireland do they it's like, like some places don't like, Ireland is an address it's still 10 quid shipping or something but they don't like some places like um what are the What's the, um, I'm trying to think of the brew box things that, the one that like 52 or whatever that was. Beer 52. Beer 52. They don't. You just ship no. right to like the UK and you're fine. And it can oh, be wow. anywhere in the UK. Give me Northern Ireland and you're yeah. fine. Well, I suppose it opens up the whole beer sharing thing. I know myself yeah. has talked about that already and I found a company that will ship boxes for pretty yeah. reasonable so yes. if we all group in together there's no reason why we can't continue to share good beers indeed absolutely it's it's been just 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 to return that that way it's been an absolute pleasure having yourself and janice and, and sarah and earlier on in the season ian as well coming on with us and co-hosting these shows with us and you know like i said the time you put into curating the, the the list because i suppose if you if you compare that to like over here if someone said to me can you put together a box of six of the best beers are from london i'd be like fuck where do i start with that <laughs> but literally you know where do i where, where do i start choosing the best six beers from london um you, you've done a great job on on the selection of the beers and it's been an absolute pleasure having you guys on with us um throughout the season um sharing what's going on in ireland as well uh and and, and just basically having a good time with us just just enjoying drinking some really good beer yeah we yeah. love you guys <laughs> we're getting all emotional now i've only had two bottles of beer <laughs> Well, uh, Mark, you'll have to come over next time with Steve. Yeah. Like, well, Steve's coming back yeah. later in the year, but you definitely have to make the trip over. And we likewise have to make a trip over to you guys because, like, we've no excuses with it being so, no. so close. You well, know, as, as Steve we, was saying, he can fly over here for less than a train to Leeds. We got uh, the Brighton crawl in June. Perfect time. Mm, but you're doing it midweek, dude. Sorry? Are you not doing it midweek? No, no weekend. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Since yeah. when? Yeah. Since always. Flying to Gatwick, train down the Brighton. Yes. Sorted. Mm. You'd be home for tea. I'll be straight on a Ryanair after we finish. <laughs> <laughs> Let me That's Saturday the 27th of June, everybody. That's the Brighton Crawl. That's not gone live on the website yet, but that'll be up in the next week or so as well. Maybe. And it's going to be a hell of a day. It's going to be a great day. That, really that one. You're not staying in Brighton for the night, are you? I'm not. I, I'm not either, because I, I can get back to London in... 50 minutes yeah 
what time do the trains stop at? Oh, late. All right. Hmm. We'll have a look at that, so. Um, but if we don't make Brighton, obviously Steve's over with us in September. And oh, yes. We'll hopefully have plenty. And I'll try to organise and maybe a look around a brewery if you want to do that kind of thing as well. Crawl of Doom 2. That's, that's <laughs> all I'm going to say. <laughs> Crawl of Doom 2, liver and kidneys on standby. <laughs> right, let's wrap this up. Okay, the Beer O'Clock Show is proud to be supported by Ales by Mail, your premier destination for bottled real ales delivered directly to your door. Visit alesbymail.co.uk and use the code BOCS10 for a 10% discount. Wayne, Janice, Sarah, and Ian, wherever he is, thank you guys for being part of the season. This season, it's been amazingly great fun. Loving the beers, loving the Irish craft beer. Loving you guys, as I said. Love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and Stephen, this is it, mate. End of season this, seven. This is this is it. Yeah, six. we're um, season we're, six. We're, season six. Season six. Yeah, Mark's getting ahead of himself. He's so excited about season seven, guys. You haven't got long to wait. We're we're back on Friday, the fifteenth of May, with with the first show from season seven, and that will be featuring the eight degrees polar vortex IPA. And then the very next night, Saturday the 16th of May, you'll be able to see us live on the YouTubes um, for the lock-in with Camden Town IHL. Indeedy. So until the week after next, Steve. It's been the highlight of my week and the first part of 2015, mate. (laughs) It's been the highlight of my quarter. (laughs) Until next time, bye-bye.